Welcome to another episode of the Bakari Sellers Podcast. Today we have a superstar. You know, we have a few superstars who join us every now and then, but we have William Jackson Harper. What's going on, my brother? How are you? What's going on, man? How you doing? I'm good. I'm good, man. We start each one of our episodes the same way. It's kind of an introductory uh, kind of question that we ask each one of our guests, but we want our guests to walk us through the arc of your career. And you've played a lot of roles over the years, but you've become a household name as of late. Talk to us about your first big role and the moment you realize that acting could be the calling in your life. Oh, man. Uh, I, you know, man, it's actually like a long, long, long time ago. Um, I was in college and uh, I got my first professional job at mm. uh, the uh, Santa Fe Shakespeare Festival. And uh, I think it was actually just called Shakespeare in Santa Fe. And it was, yeah, Shakespeare in Santa Fe. And um i yeah i got like a a decent little role in a midsummer night's dream as a as a 20 year old and i was like oh well i guess you know i'm not even done training and i i got a, a real job so uh maybe there's something to it um but that was like the first time i was like yeah yeah i think i think this is my work and you could do what you loved and people would actually pay you for it yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i like to ask this question of, of actors when they come on the show but Talk to me about what you need to see in a script in order for you to actually take a role. Uh, for me, I, I need, um, like acting is one of those things that's kind of therapeutic for me. I get to just like really sort of exercise all those, my little demons and, and stuff. And, and so like, I, I look for parts that, that do that. Um, uh and and i think as i've started to piece gigs together um i always look for something that's different in the next project from the one that i just finished so no matter what you know it doesn't have to be a big difference but just something that feels like i'm gonna have to approach things a little bit differently and go to a different sort of emotional place um to to try to play this character as truthfully as i can like i just look for some some difference and variation like, I can't imagine you being in BAPS or anything like that. Do you feel some sort of responsibility in the roles that you take on? Uh, man, you, bro, I'm like, I'm just trying to string enough jobs together to keep the rent paid. You know, like, it's, I, I, I just <laughs> I feel that. Like, I, I, yeah. I feel that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's like, there are certain things that I do think about in, in, in terms of, um, you know, like representation, especially as a black man, like, you know, like, how is that coming off? But I think that it's, I guess I feel like there is some use in um, just sort of being me and doing whatever I'm going to do, period. And just saying, like, whoever you are, you know, as a black person, like, that's enough and that's interesting. And so it's like, that's, that's, that's sort of like how I'm thinking about it more, more nowadays. It's not like a conscious sort of like this, what, this is what, you know, people need to see. It's more like I'm me and there's a whole lot of folks that are just like me out there doing their thing. And, and so like, let's, uh, let's just, let's bring that wholeness, you know, <laughs> like when we yeah. can. That makes sense. Before we talk about the resort though, I wanted to talk to you about love life. Um, why do you think your character Marcus Watkins resonated with so many people? And why do you think that show 
was such a hit with so many viewers? Ah, uh, man, I'd like to think that it was because it was specific. Um, and I, there's a part of me that feels that Marcus was such a mess and made, he made so many, so many mistakes. But we all fuck and, up like Marcus, I think. That's, I think that's yeah, the point. <laughs> but I think that's it. I think that's the thing. It's like, I think that maybe rather than like, oh, this is a poor guy that life just keeps throwing him haymakers and it sucks. Oh man. It's just like, you don't, Marcus doesn't necessarily have your sympathy all the time. And I feel like a lot of romantic protagonists have your sympathy pretty early. And, you know, I think that our season of love life kind of flipped that where, you know, you're not hundred percent sure you like Marcus sometimes and then, and he messes up, but then he's also just, he's still trying, you know, and he's still, I think that people are probably like connecting to that a little bit more. Will there be another season of Love Life? I hope so. I hope so. I mean, it's an anthology show. So, I mean, like, I don't be, it won't follow Marcus again, but it'll follow somebody else. But, you know, there's a potential that Marcus could like show back up, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, we need, we need, if, if anybody's listening, uh, we need more Marcus in our lives just so we can actually feel better about ourselves, I guess. Right. <laughs> Uh, so let's talk about the resort. What's the resort about and who is Noah? Uh, the resort is, uh, it's a, it's a coming of age story about, uh, new love, old love and nostalgia and the disappointment of time also wrapped up in a 15 year old, uh, mystery. And it's, um, it's a, it's a wild ride and noah is uh one half of the the couple of emma and noah and um they are um two people in their late you know like late 30s early 40s who've been married for 10 years they're going to a resort to uh celebrate their 10-year anniversary um but a lot of the passion has died in that relationship and they're more or less friends and roommates at this point and they're both comfortable and but things aren't right so they're like you know nothing's really wrong but nothing's nothing's quite working either which feels really relatable especially at this stage in life and then like uh you know like uh noah's noah's in a different place than emma in that i think that she is a little bit more willing to acknowledge the fact that things have sort of gone off the rails a little bit and aren't they aren't connecting the way that they used to and i think that noah's um feels like he's been he's gotten his allotment of happiness in this life you know <laughs> like he's like this is fine you know <laughs> like it's not perfect but it's all right and um and then she's uh, emma stumbles upon this phone in the woods and it belongs to this kid who's been missing for 15 years and they sort of get sucked into trying to figure out what happened to these kids um on vacation <laughs> that took a turn right uh, yeah. What was it? What was it about this role when you first saw the script that made you say, "I want to do this. This is something I can do." Because this is an interesting genre. Yeah, it, I don't know if it is a genre. I feel like it's like <laughs> that's it's actually so, kind of fair. I, I give you that. It's weird, but I think that's the thing that got that me. That might about. be the genre. It might just be weird. It, it's be weird, <laughs> you know, which I'm drawn to. I'm I, I love a weird thing. So like, um, it's uh the thing that sort of drew me in was the fact that I couldn't tell exactly what it was, you know, like it wasn't just a straight up 
thriller mystery. It wasn't just a comedy. It wasn't just this sweet coming of age story. It wasn't just a relationship. You know, it was, it was about um, a, a lot of those things, but also uh, like it, it just got strange. And so I just wasn't sure, I wasn't sure how to play it. And the fact that I was a little bit scared of it made me want to do it. Um, the fact that I couldn't tell exactly how this was going to be rendered and I couldn't tell, I didn't know that I was like the dude for the job. You know, I was like, well, you know, I'm like when I was remember meeting with Andy Sierra and I was just sort of like, I had questions and we discussed things and I talked to him about, talked to him about ideas that I had, but you know, I wasn't sure if those things were, were things that were going to resonate with him. And, uh, I, I think I guess a lot of it did. And so like, I think it's just like the fact that we're able to go in and just sort of keep things grounded and organic and just be people and respond in whatever way we respond to some of the wild stuff that happens in this story um, was, 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 was interesting. You know, I think the fact that it's not like leaning heavily on this is the tone, this is the genre, but it's more like, this is the story and you're a real person inside of it. Just go. Um, that was that was appealing. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. So, I mean, for people who are listening who may not truly understand what type of genre we're talking about, it's a comedy, but it's also like a thriller and also kind of like a horror, not horror, but I guess thriller is the right word to describe it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but this is a departure from some of your roles that people have seen you in most recently. And you talked about this earlier, but how important is it for you to diversify the kind of portrayals you're a part of? And did you find that a thriller, it pushed you artistically? Um, and it was that different than some of the things that you've done before? Yeah, yeah, it was different. Uh, like, it's really important to me to make sure that whatever the gig I do next is different from the one before. Like, that's something that I try to do. Um, those differences don't have to be drastic, but, you know, like, this is, this is the fun part of getting to be an actor is you get to try on different people, you know, like, that's, like, that's, that's the, the like, the thing that keeps me most excited about it and so um yeah that there's that but then like I, I think that it's an interesting thing because I feel like with this sort of thriller mystery part it's like I'm not playing a detective who's seen it all you know I'm playing a dude I'm playing a teacher 
You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I'm a teacher on vacation. So yeah, exactly, you know, it's in a, like in a lackluster marriage, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's like the, those things that are. I, I feel like because that part of it is so present and sort of like the 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 foundation for like a lot of the choices that are being made uh, or that I'm making rather. Um, I honestly found that I just got to react as me uh, in these crazy situations, you know, and like, that's, that, that's kind of, that's kind of fun. Um, the hardest stuff about it, honestly, was just the, like the, the locations and being outside and just being hot in the jungle, like all the time, like that stuff was, you know, and there's, it's also kind of an, so wait, I thought y'all were like in a studio in, in LA, in a cool oh. studio. Yeah, they, they put y'all up. We were in a, we were in Puerto Rico and Dominican Republic. And yeah, we were, we were outside and we were hot. Like bugs. And we were like, there were bugs, like all sorts of muddy hills that people were like, our crew was like, just like schlepping this stuff up these hills and sliding down. It was, it was a lot. And there was like these, these things called saber trees uh, in, in Puerto Rico in this one place that we were shooting. And they like have spikes in the bark. So you better not lose your footing. You better not like lean up against that tree because you're going to get stabbed. You know, like it, it's so like being, like just being out in the elements like that and doing something that, uh, has a lot of adventure elements to it. Uh, that was that was tough because it's also you got to keep your concentration and just not get too invested or not give too much energy to the fact that you're pretty uncomfortable physically a lot of the time. Yeah, that sounds like made you one take too because you were like, we got to get up out of here. We're going to do yeah, this one time. And that's enough. <laughs> that's enough. Like, Y'all got it? Yeah. <laughs> if you don't have it, it's on you. Let me ask you a question before I ask you what the most important question while, while Tulsi and Michael in the background, I, I got to ask you the most important question. Let me ask you one more for that. Is there a script that you passed on that you have seen and like, damn, I should have done that one? Have you think, have you seen something where you missed an opportunity? Uh, no, no. I, you know, I, I'm just now in the place where I feel like I'm allowed to Oh, say no. <laughs> yeah. You know, like for the longest time, I was like, somebody hire me, please. You know, like that's what I felt most of most of my career. So it's only just now that I'm like getting to a point where I'm like turning some things down. And some of that stuff is pretty decent. But I haven't had that like, no, damn, I should have taken that. I haven't had that experience yet. And yeah, hopefully, like, you turn it down and Leonardo DiCaprio is like yeah. an Oscar for it. Man, if Leonardo DiCaprio is even interested they are not even talking to me like I, i'm so far down that that list like i'm i i will never know about it until it's in the theaters let me ask you this question who are who is on your mount rushmore of acting men or women you get four but if you could emulate or just not even emulate but just the, the greatness of the way that they do their art who are those four people um first person comes to mind is viola davis um South Carolina, of course she's so dope yeah bro i saw her in ma rainey's black bottom i mean like she's done like, like a ton of amazing work like for years and years and years but man what she did in that movie like i i i i've never seen anything like it yeah it, i mean it's like it's like she she in in that movie it was like lebron james you know lebron james is great but it's like yeah. lebron james in game seven when he just goes out of his mind yeah, yeah. I remember, you know, it's like, you know, when someone's doing good work, when you like are sitting on your couch, and you're just like, you like leaned in, and you're just like, 
Like, in, you're just like, how, 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 how? You know, like, and so, like, that was, that, I mean, like, I, I, to this day, I keep thinking about that. That's, like, one of the, it, it is damn near the best performance I've seen in my life, um, if not the best. It's, it's mm. like, it's that kind of. Yeah, that's profound. Um, uh, you know, Philip Seymour Hoffman, uh, rest in peace. Yeah, his birth, he just celebrated a birthday. It would have been yesterday, a day before yesterday. But... Yeah. Um, I just found, I found him so interesting. I just found him, like, he was just so unique and so specific and so explosive and so heartbreaking. Like, all the time, he always found really interesting characters or interesting character traits and uh, sort of, like, grace notes. And uh, it was, uh, yeah, I, I, I just adored him. His basketball uh, scene is one of the most legendary basketball scenes. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's the thing. It's like he's like, uh, you know, he's he's so adept at at weird comedy and like willing yeah. to get gross with it. You know, and he, but he's so yeah, he gets he but he gets so into it. Like it's he's it's for him. You can see the, the, what makes it funny is because he he's so into it. Like that he he's serious about his comedy, which is which is always yeah. good. Yeah. Um, so I'm actually gonna go over to the uh the the stage but like there's this uh, there's this guy in new york who does a lot of uh does a lot of shakespeare and he's on camera a lot too but uh this guy john douglas thompson um who he i just saw him do uh merchant of venice in new york and uh, he plays shylock and he was incredible like just i i he, he's able to do Shakespeare with a clarity that is that makes it feel more present in your chest than almost any other performer I've ever seen. Mm. Um, and um, he's it, like his his Shylock was very funny and very heartbreaking. And uh, I've seen him do a lot of a lot of plays, but but um, that was that like that I thought that was just like an, an amazing performance and. He's been good for years and years and years. Um, and I, I, I've never seen anyone do Shakespeare like him. Um, let's see. Like, last one. Last, last one. one. Last one. It's been good. Um, um, you know, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go back to, I'm going to go back to, uh, I'm going to go back to, to the stage and uh, Mark Rylance. Hmm. Mark I Rylance. actually know that name. Okay. Yeah. 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 I mean, cause he's, yeah, he's <laughs> everywhere. He's doing everything right now, but yeah. Uh, uh, I just saw Jerusalem in London, and um, you want to talk about a performance that, like, you know, I, like every now and again, I'll watch a performance and be like, I can't. Is this do like, that. is this like watching film for you? Because I've interviewed a bunch of actors, but you were the first actor who has talked about the art they consume just so freely. Like, is that like studying for you? Is that like practice for you, or you just do it for entertainment? I do it mostly for entertainment. Um, <laughs> it's a lot of fun. It's just like, yeah, I just, I just love it. Um, but then like, uh, yeah, it will also like, I love watching plays just because you're all in a room together, just having that experience, you know, like that person that's on stage is there for real. And they got off the train with you, walked into the theater about, you know, an hour before you did and come out as a completely different person. They have a whole life outside of that. And so it's like this, I, I love that, that aspect of it, but then like, uh, yeah, so like watching, I watched Mark Rylance in Jerusalem and it was, man, I mean, that's, it's always, it's, I, I love when I see an actor and I'm like, I can't do that. 
what you just did, I can't do. I can't do that. And it's just like this towering performance and um, just so just so fluid and raw and interesting and funny and heartbreaking. And so like, yeah, I, I mean, it, like it's, I think he's up there for me. He's, I think he's incredible. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations at Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between, offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthierhappenstogether. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Let's get back to the resort real quick because I got to ask you the most important question that okay. I have, which is how can people watch the resort and when will it be available? Oh, there we go. Okay. <laughs> doesn't have to give you a real long answer. Um, all right. Uh, it's, uh, and make sure you remember this. Do you know how many people don't remember? You come on an interview, you got to remember one thing and this is it. Yeah, I know. But you know what? I'm that dude that forgets. Like, <laughs> when does it come out? Uh, uh, July 28th is our premiere. Okay. And you can watch on Peacock, start streaming on Peacock. For sure. And my last question for you, I've learned how to frame this question appropriately for actors because I got one in trouble on the show before, but uh, we've learned how to do this. But what other projects are on the horizon for you that you can actually talk about? Oh, Don't be on here talking about no shit you can't talk about. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I have nothing yet. Um, I mean, I do have some stuff uh, in the pipeline, but I, I can't say it yet. I'm just waiting for, yeah, I'm waiting for like, you know, like the studios and the powers that be to like put it in the press so I can start talking about it. So yeah, okay. the yeah, got to hit. I know what that means. I mean, I trust me, I get it. Like you know, that's, the check got to hit right now. It's clearing and, you know, wait three, yeah. four days. I, say, I, yeah. I got it. How can people follow you on social media? Oh, uh, let's see, I'm on Instagram. Um, I don't mess with it too much, but I'm on it. And it's a, uh, it's a uh, William Jackson, William Jackson Harper. And uh, on Twitter at Dub Jack Harper. William Jackson Harper. I love your art, man. You're so dope. And the characters you play are so relatable. I hope everybody watches the resort and I hope you get more opportunities to shine your light, man. You're a beautiful artist uh, and you, you take this craft seriously and you're damn good at it. So thanks for joining the show today, my brother. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. All right. Be easy. All right, man. I appreciate your work, man. I like I don't ever get to say that, but like I, I mean, <laughs> just love like what you say and how you say it, and you get it said, and I really appreciate it. So uh, thank you so much, man. Just trying to speak my truth, man. Yeah, yeah be man. easy out there. All, All right, right. You too. All right. Yeah.